Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Southern Connecticut Church. My name is Dave Ibrahim. It's great to be with you this morning and to share a lesson with you. My wife, Jenny, and I, along with our three children, send you greetings, and I hope that this lesson finds you well. We have a lot of great friendships down there. I think about uh, Kyle Devlin. I remember uh, when Kyle was studying the Bible and he became a Christian and how he would bring Kyla along to our campus ministry devos. And now she's grown up to the, to become this beautiful woman. And now he has a family, he and Diane. And it's great to have those relationships and connections. I think of uh, Steve and Eunice, Steve Filippo, and, and how they're down there with you guys. I love Steve. I remember meeting Steve as a senior in high school going into college and how we, we were able to meet Steve at Mercer County College uh, in New Jersey and 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 he became a disciple and, and then Eunice I remember trying to recruit her to come to Rutgers she came to Rutgers and it was great to have her as a strong pillar in our campus ministry and of course the Sackingers I would just definitely just appreciate them Florence reached out to my mother-in-law Jenny's mom she shared her faith with Jenny's mom Kim who of course in turn shared her faith with her family and her all of her children became disciples as well. So we're definitely grateful uh, for a lot of the relationships and friendships we have in Southern Connecticut. I'm sure there's more. I just can't name everybody. But I want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share. And the title of the lesson is Jesus, Lord of the Storm. Jesus, Lord of the Storm. Our text this morning comes from Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. If you'd read with me, in verse 35, Mark chapter 4, verse 35, we'll read there. It says, That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and the waves. Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You know, what an interesting scene to consider. Jesus and his disciples were in a boat. It's evening. They're out on the Sea of Galilee. And suddenly, this, this, with this violent storm comes along, with seemingly without warning, this fierce, violent storm. And the wind's kicked up, and it's so bad that the waves and the water are crashing into the boat and they were swamped and they were overwhelmed and they were pan panicked. And of course, at this point now, their security is compromised. 
And I don't know about you, I'm not much of a seaman or a fisherman or anything like that. I would be very nervous and, and, and wouldn't know what to do if, if that sort of thing happened while I was on the boat. And of course, they're looking around for some hope and Jesus is MIA. And Jesus, of course, is asleep in the stern of the boat. When they come to Jesus, say, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? Now, from the disciples' perspective here, Jesus is seemingly not in a position to handle the problem. The waves are big. The storm is hitting. And Jesus is asleep. I think we can relate to the disciples in this situation. Storms are challenging. Have you been in a storm lately? Of course we have. Just a few days ago, uh, we, were, uh, we had a, a, a tornado come through Connecticut. I don't remember the last time a tornado came through the Northeast, but certainly trees went down, property damage, power outages. We, we, we feel the storm, right? We, we, we face the storm. But even there's storms, even in our personal life, big or small, pressures, challenges, temptations, conflict, storms that challenge our faith, storms that challenge our heart, storms that challenge our life. Of course, it's one thing to have a physical storm that's out there and, and that comes in and blows through your neighborhood. But also, it's another thing to have these spiritual storms that knock against us and knock against our faith, seemingly flooding our heart with emotions. Of course, storms prompt emotions. Anxiety, fear, worry, stress, anger, along with that, a lack of peace or contentment. Have you felt that recently? With all that's going on in the world, whether you're talking about the pandemic, the social unrest, even recently what, what happened in Lebanon, and of course this tornado recently. I mean, there's just so many things that go weigh on our heart. And emotions are very powerful. Emotions can overwhelm your faith, your faith and your face too, but your faith. And we need to learn how to harness those emotions harnessing them, bringing them in. Why? Because they have the power to drown out our faith in Jesus. So we begin to react according to the storm oftentimes, but not according to Jesus and his will and his word. Before you know it, those storms sometimes hit and you begin to handle things unspiritually. Sometimes if we're not careful, we replace making Jesus Lord with making emotions Lord of the situation. Have you ever felt that way? That your emotions are just kind of pushing Jesus out of the way? And it seems like Jesus is asleep somewhere. And now my emotions are going to take over. And my, my know-how and my logic takes over. And... With these things, it could be, it could happen in big things, it could happen in little things. But I'm sure if you think about it, you could relate how your emotions may take over a situation. And it's hard to think spiritually in that moment. It's hard to harness ourselves. I don't know if this is happening to you, but to me, of course, I mentioned earlier, 
Um, Jenny and I, we are parents of three children, and they're amazing, and they're awesome, and, and energetic. It's a seven, a five, and a three-year-old. And, and, you know, we're in the house together seemingly all day. And we're in a condo, so we don't have a backyard just to say, hey, just, you know, run out in the backyard for a couple minutes and give us a little break. It's, it can be overwhelming. It can feel nonstop. It, it can feel like, man, we, we are watching them all day. And, of course, you have chores and things to do around the house. And, and then, of course, the kids need so much attention and so much love, and rightfully so. But I don't know about you. It could get overwhelming, because we don't just take them anywhere anymore. Obviously, we're limited where we take them with the pandemic. We're very mindful and cautious. But at the same time, we're cooped up in the house. Any parents feel cooped up in the house with your kids? You know, of course, as parents, we're caretakers. We're cooks. We're, we're, we clean. And then, you know, I have the five and seven-year-old. And they, they, they get after it. They get after each other. Sometimes I'm the referee. Uh, I'm also the crime investigator when something goes down. I'm also, I have to play lawyer at times and figure out what in the world just happened here. Why is Isaiah crying? Why is Scarlett crying? What is going on? So it's crime investigator, it's lawyer, it's judge, it's bailiff, it's, it's all those things. And I find myself reacting in the moment when, when those things happen. I see myself, I can get impatient with them at times or easily irritated or quick to become angry or, or I lack compassion, I'm overwhelmed myself and sometimes I gotta stop myself. Like, am I losing my mind? What is going on here? Can, can, can somebody just stop asking me for a cup of apple juice just, just for five minutes? Like, just, just don't ask for anything for five minutes. Can I just get some peace? And I ask myself, you know, what, what in the world is going on? It's, it, it has its challenges. And maybe you, maybe it's with your children, maybe it's with your spouse or, or family member or your job situation or, or even your brothers and sisters in Christ. And we find ourselves, man, are we really acting spiritually in the moment with some of those conflict or those pressures or those temptations? They start to arise in our heart. They start to arise in my life. I know for me, I have to ask myself, am I making Jesus Lord even in the stressful moments? Is Jesus Lord in the stressful moments or am I just reacting with my emotions? I don't know about you, when I react with my emotions, it gets ugly, it's, it's, it's not right, it's not good, it's not loving. But am I reacting just based on my emotions? Do I still remember that I'm in God's presence, even in those storms, even in those pressure moments? That I'm still in God's presence? And I don't know about you, oftentimes I fail, even I, I fail as a father, oftentimes I gotta go back and I'll apologize to my kids and I realized I lacked patience, I lacked love, I lacked empathy in that moment. And so sometimes the storms of life that challenge our, our faith are big. Sometimes they manifest, the challenges manifest even in the little things. And the little things of course can turn into the big things. It's said that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond. How do you respond in the storm? 
How do you respond with the temptations and the pressures and the conflicts that life has to offer? Do we respond spiritually? Do we remember that Jesus is Lord even in those moments? When you look at the disciples, you see clearly their emotions are driving their faithlessness. Their emotions are driving their faithlessness. I think about Jesus and how he handled his personal storms, how he handled his personal challenges. If you remember, before he went to the cross, he is, he is in the Garden of Gethsemane, overwhelmed with feelings and emotions. And he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Now, that's a heavy day. That, that, that is a hardship. That is a, a weight on your shoulders that, that you feel so overwhelmed. It's like death. And he prays and he asks God to take away the cup of suffering. And, and he prays some more. And, but what I admire is that in that moment, after prayer and, and time, he's resolved to say, I'm going to walk faithfully through the storm when I go to the cross. I'm going to walk faithfully in this storm heading to a cross. Now that's powerful. That's incredible. I mean, you think you had a bad day? That, that's an incredible moment where Jesus gets that resolution. In 1 Peter 2, it says that he entrusted himself to God. He entrusted himself to God. You know, Jesus, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane models for us how we walk through the storms of life. How to deal with emotions that can override our faith. We shouldn't ever ignore our emotions. However, we should deal with the pressures of life in the same manner Christ did. In fact, in Gethsemane, we find a great example of how to deal with things. We find the blueprint. You know, in, in Matthew 26, at your own leisure, I want you to turn there and just read that. In Matthew 26, we find Jesus in the garden again. And what does he do with the storms and the feelings and the emotions? He takes time away. He goes to a quiet place to get away from the stress. Do you have a quiet place? You know, we talk about having a quiet time. Are you able, in, even in the pandemic, to make sure you find quiet time, that you go to a quiet place? I know for myself, I have to get out of the house. Otherwise, it's hard to pray. And I, and I, and I just go to a park nearby, and I just do a prayer walk, and I get that time. Sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's an hour. But it's a quiet place, and it's a peaceful place. Jesus decided with all that he's feeling, I need to get away to a quiet place. So that's one. The next thing that he does, it says, he prays and he's honest about his feelings. He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. Are you in touch with what you are feeling? Are you in touch? I know for me, sometimes I like to soldier through emotions. Hey, just be tough and, you know, fight through it. 
or, or sometimes people can sweep it under the rug or try to numb their emotions with Netflix or, you know, whatever the movie or YouTube or whatever's out there. Sometimes we try to numb and medicate those emotions rather than being in touch with them. So Jesus, he goes to a quiet place to be in touch with what he's feeling. And then he begins to wrestle with God in prayer. You know, could this cup be taken away? God, is there another way? He wrestles with God in prayer, hence showing that he is honest with emotions. Are you honest with God of what you're feeling? Have you taken that time just to share raw what is going on in your heart, what is going on in your mind, and what is going on in your world? What you're facing, those storms, those pressures, those challenges, those temptations. You be just raw and real with God. I find that when I'm raw and real with God, it's not that my problem gets answered right away, but there's some edge that is taken off of the emotions and I feel at least the comfort of what I'm feeling and I'm sharing them with God. And so he wrestles with God. And then of course I love that he doesn't leave the prayer until he's resolved to do God's will. That he's resolved to endure the storm with God. That he's going to take God with him. And he's going to handle this in a spiritual way. He's going to handle this in the right way. Aligning your will with God's will is so key. That Jesus was not going to allow the pressure of the moment to drive his faith. That he was surrendering all of his emotions to God. And we, we benefit from that today. That that act where Jesus harnessed everything and prayed through everything and surrendered it all to God. We benefit from the fact that he did that and he went to the cross. And now we could be sitting here today and have something called church and something called forgiveness and something called grace and mercy. So never underestimate your surrendering to God's will, taking your emotions and putting them before God. Never underestimate what it could do for your heart and those around you. You never underestimate that. Pressures, challenges, temptations, the storms of life. When they asked in a panic, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? Well, what does Jesus do? The Bible says he got up. He rebuked the wind and the waves. He says, quiet, be still. And the winds and the waves grow calm. I love the fact that I'm still in control. See, we can never confuse God's silence for a time for God's absence. God's silence in the moment, God's silence in your storm doesn't equal God's absence. Matthew 28 says that he is with us always. To the very end, he's with us. Do you believe that? That he is with me, even in the storm. You know, brothers, we could take encouragement to know that we walk in God's presence. That we're, we're never alone. That we can find peace and quiet even through the storm. Because we know that Jesus is with us. 
that he is guiding us, that he is guarding us, that he is strengthening us, that he is always with us, even in the storm. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to trust him. I, I, I want us to remember to have the faith to follow his example. And let's remember that Jesus is Lord of the storm. Thank you so much and God bless. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast.